Hashem, we met in the, in the coming moments, we're going to try to reflect together about style rather than substance. We're not going to debate or, or, or try to establish what's the correct uh, economic policy, environmental policy, immigration, foreign policy, abortion. We're going to try to talk about the style, reflect on what we see, what we hear in the news, what we see as to how the respective sides advocate their, their positions. So we're going to be talking about style rather than substance. But to, to reflect on that, to reflect on, on how, as B'nai Torah, we should be processing what we see in, in the, initially we'll be talking about the American, American political scene. So we need to try to establish a, a, a total framework. At the end of the Kohelas, Shlomo Melech writes, Sol Dova HaKol Nishma Eselokim Yerod Ves Mitzvosav Shemor Kizekolo Adam. Chazal asked, "My kizekol ha'adam." Chazal understand kizekol ha'adam means all of humanity. And one of the chapters suggested, attributed either to Ben Azai or Ben Zoma, is that if you have the the, the one individual who's yirei lukim, who's medatek mitzvahs. So then, kizeh kol ha'olam, kol ha'olam lo'nivra ela litzvas lazeh. The rest of humanity was created to provide a society for this individual. In in in. In the, the non-Jewish uh, intellectual Western tradition, the, the idea is associated with Aristotle that, that man is a social animal, a social being. But Chazal say, Chazal say that the the Kim, the, the one who's at the pinnacle of the Bria by virtue of how he lives his life that he needs the rest of the world because man's natural state is, is to live in society. And, and that's on two levels. A, it's true pragmatically. If, if every time any individual needed a pair of shoes, he had to start from scratch to make the pair of shoes, if when he wanted to eat breakfast, he had to start from scratch preparing his food. If when he wanted to live in a house or a tent, as the case may be, he had to, uh, he was responsible for, uh, for, for build, constructing that house, erecting that tent. So everyone would, would spend their entire lives just trying to attend to basic needs, and even then, that they wouldn't accomplish it. 
So it's true in a pragmatic sense that, that we, we all need to live in society, but, but it's true in, in another sense as well. The Rambam talks about this in Haqdam Tabir Shemeshnayas when he quotes this Maimon Fazal. It's also true in a psychological, emotional sense. In, in the sense, quoting the post that, that we're built to, to, to live in, in, in groups in society. That's on the one hand. It's also true, it's also a, a part of HaKadosh whose uh, blueprint as the, the architect of, of human personality, that the same way no two people are, have identical physical features, so, so too no two people react, think, feel, perceive, judge the same way. And the the, the Moshal, Hazaz Moshal, Ishain Sapir Tufayim Shonen, Kant Deyoseyim Shonos, carries over to a question of degree also. The same way in terms of physical appearance, no two people are identical. Some people look alike, albeit not identical, and some people don't look alike at all. And that's true also in the Deyoseyim Shonos. No two people see everything exactly alike, judge things, frame things exactly alike. Sometimes people are closer together, there's more affinity, and sometimes people are very far apart. So on the one hand, we need to live together. To state it in extreme, but not really inaccurate terms, but we can't really agree on how to live together. So it's a shnek suvim hamakrishim and the shnek suvim hamakrishim are embedded, are embedded in in briyas Some. Can coexist without a cause of without a resolution, without 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 a, a directive, without guidelines as to how to balance them. Sometimes can coexist. Remember many many years ago. I'm not going to tell you how many years ago, but if you want to count the white years, that, that will give you a little bit of a hint. So it, the, the, the Shafter's Kolo was learning Masada's Beitz. And uh, Shafter asked the question, one of the Bechimists, what, what do you do when there are snakes in Makhish and Zaza? So the only thing I, I knew about that, supposedly having learned Beitz, but what he had in mind was the Machodes of the Lezen of Yeshua at the beginning of the second paragraph of the Sabbath. And those Shnei Ksuvim coexist, the Lama Kosovo Shlishi. 
and he wanted that machlokes with Lezer and Yeshua. So some snakes sue them, hamakhishim, some snakes sue hamakhishim, don't need a kosmashlishim. But most of them do. Most of them, them do. Most times when you have snake sumer fishim they cannot coexist unless we find the kasev hashlishi, which uh, which integrates, which balances between those those snake suvim. The snake suvim, on the one hand, we're social beings. The Rambam says that one of the three overarching goals of all of Torah and Mitzvahs is Tikkun because we're, 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 we're social beings. But Me'idah, he said, they have same shamas. We can't agree on what the policies and the, and the rules and, and the bylaws of, the, of, of society should be. So if there's no Kosov Ashlishi, so then disagreement and debate becomes acrimonious, adversarial. Political opponents and the vaza each other, they're contemptuous of each other, they mock, they ridicule each other, it breeds hate and distrust. And you know what the world looks like? It looks like America in the year 2022. That's what the world looks like when you have the Shnei Ksuvim HaMakfish and Zerazeh without a Kosovash Lishim. Once upon a time, not that long ago, no one ever questioned the, the stability of American democracy. And now, without, without being a chicken little, people do. People do question the, the stability of, of American democracy. Once upon a time, when we all studied in American history, in high school about the Civil War. The Civil War was something that happened in the past and was inconceivable in the future. It's not inconceivable anymore. I'm not saying it's about to happen. I'm not saying it's likely to happen. But it's not inconceivable anymore. And that's staggering. And and a major factor, the major factor, perhaps, is because there's no kosovashlishi between the fact that we're thrust together to live together. And in American society, people no longer know how to disagree. There has to be a kosovashlishi. The kosovashlishi tells us how we disagree. If we know how to disagree, again, we're not commenting on who's right or who's wrong on immigration policy, who's right or wrong on, on uh, economic policy. We're not talking about any, any of the, the, the hot-button issues in terms of the substance. We're talking about the style. The of Ashlishi is, is how we disagree, how people are supposed to disagree. So in thinking about this and trying to identify the the, the Kosov Ashlishi, so the, there were two types of disagreements. In some disagreements, if we had a little bit of a dose of anova, of humility, 
And, and humility is, is not something which is uh, an obligation that's limited to Jews or Chayyim and Tayyag Mitzvahs. So arrogance is anathema for, for B'nai Noach as well. It's, it's a universal, it's, it's another is a universal value. And, and uh, arrogance is, is something which is universally unacceptable. With, with a dose of anova, so we would recognize that in some cases, no, not all cases, in some cases, not only is one's political opponent, one's next door neighbor, who goes to the, 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 the voting booth and, and, and uh, pulls the lever in a different direction, not only is, is he, he equally entitled to his opinion, but you know what? It's true. I see it this way. This is the way I size things up. This is the way it appears to me. And, and, and it appears that way quite clearly to me. But you know what? There are people who are no less informed. There are people who are of, of equal, equal ability and, and care equally. And, and, and sometimes they see it differently. So am, am I absolutely certain that I'm right in my political positions and the other person is wrong, that I can be Mavaza, that I can insult, that, that I can mock, that, that, that I can ridicule. So rule, rule of engagement number one, in terms of disagreement, it has to do with humility. And in some cases, not all cases, in some cases, there will be a recognition that yes, this is what I think is right, but I'm only relatively certain about that. I'm not absolutely certain about that. But there are certainly issues where we are absolutely certain. We are absolutely certain. When something is unequivocal in the Torah, and that enters the political realm, and there's a difference of opinion, so then this sort of reservation about being relatively certain and not absolutely certain doesn't decline. One can say with absolute certainty that the overwhelming majority of abortions that have been performed in the past 50 years on demand have been categorically also and, and, and absolutely wrong. And absolutely wrong. So it's not a question of maybe maybe the person on the other side of the issue is right and I'm wrong. No. The Torah says it applies to the Noah also. It's not just the din that, that applies to the Jews. It applies to the Noah also. Shavad Dhamma Adam. So it's not uh,
the, the gay lifestyle, living actively a gay lifestyle, there's no, there's no, well, maybe the other person is right. No, there's absolute right and wrong. It's also shouting this is a enough. So, we're not talking about humility is not going to be the rule of engagement and, and entertaining the possibility that as, as relatively certain as I am, I'm not absolutely certain. So, so what, what, are, what are the rules here? So the rules are, number one, and again, there the probably is, is a question that, that's uh, percolating here but, but beneath the surface and, and the end of it, Hashem, we, we will get to it. Rule number one is that the, of, of engagement is that it should be with civility and, uh, and courtesy rather than with, with rancor, ridicule, recriminations. Kavad Adrius is also, the Rambam is Mufurish towards the end of Hilkos Sanhedrin, Kavad Adrius is also something that's a universal value. It applies to all people. It's, it's generated, that the Rambam used to say, the Mechaid in Kavad Adrius, is that people are created, it's Alamalukim. It, it applies to, to all people. The disagreement has to be civil and courteous. For that reason, call this an expansion of, of, of the previous rule, call it a separate rule. The disagreement should focus on issues and shouldn't become ad hominem. The, 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 what one takes issue with is the position, not, not, not the person, not, not the people. And, and finally, the, the third rule of, of engagement, even when there's clearly right and wrong, and, and the Valpukta, the, the political, the political opponent that, as it were, is certainly wrong, Rule number three is that there's a vital, vital need for restraint in language. Restraint in language. But here, I think that the question, which, I don't know, we can sort of try to suppress, try to ignore, but I think it's a question that does bother us, is why is civility called for? And why should there be restraint in, in the language? All these unborn babies that are being killed. So, so is being civil and, and, and courteous, given that, so isn't that just a, a lack of principle? Isn't that just being uh, wishy-washy? To quote, uh, whoever it is who tells it to Charlie Brown. So, here's the chapter of essay, and, and uh, let's, let's try to focus carefully on this. Well, let's begin with a little bit of a marshal. It's obviously also to pick up a hand to hit someone. Pen Yosef Arkosa, Tanisa 
There are extreme cases where not only is it mutter, but it's a mitzvah. If Bizman, that we have some Sanhedrin and, and Malkus were administered, if someone actually was Mishaye Malkus, so then it was a mitzvah. It became a mitzvah to do what, what it narrowly is also. What it narrowly, it's, it's one of the most to kill. In theory, how often it happened, we don't know, not very often. In theory, when there was a Sanhedrin, if someone was Mukhiyad Bisa and he had Asra, and, and uh, after the Vishafto, after everything, the aid was stood and, 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 and the person was convicted. So then, what is ordinarily a, an Issachamu becomes a mitzvah. What happens if at the last minute we realize that the Eidim are, are Nizomim? At the last minute we realize it's Atzchus? So then we revert back to our default setting. What, what's, the, what's the analog? What's the Nimshan of those sentences like this? The default setting in people interacting, and again, not just in other Muharrelman's Jews, people, people interacting is that they have to interact with covenant agreements. That's the default setting. They have to interact with covenant agreements. Covenant agreements implies civility and courtesy. Covenant agreements implies not attacking people that, 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 that arguing issues. Covenant agreements dictates restrained language. That's the default setting. Is it conceivable? Are there situations which override that default setting? Yes, there certainly are. But if, let's say a person is, is confronted with someone who's doing a nice vicious, doing a nice vicious, I'll be dim. We have the criteria, I'll be dim, for what constitutes vicious. A person is engaging in a nice vicious. So doesn't that override? It does, but. What's the but? So you're all familiar with the famous cousin Hish. Famous Chazanish in, in, in Yeridea, who says that the halacha of Moridin Bein Maulin doesn't apply to Zanazah. Because Moridin Bein Maulin was intended to protect and uphold Torah, and Bismanazah, to practice it, is to do the contrary. Is to, for people to associate violence with Torah, and it's damaging to Torah. So once that then doesn't apply, so you revert back to the default setting. And that's exactly the case here. In, in political discourse, no one, no one is won over, no one is convinced that they're wrong by being insulted, by being ridiculed, by being mocked, by being the, the object of a skit in one of the late night uh, Comedy, uh, com- comedy shows. No one has changed their their uh, political positions or or, uh, or political beliefs because of that. No one's changed because of being insulted and and being an object of scorn and, and hatred. So it doesn't accomplish anything. And if it doesn't accomplish anything, it's th- there's no mitzvah. There's no mitzvah. You revert back. It's not it's not a cop out. 
to, to engage with civility and courtesy is not a cop-out. That's the mitzvah is not a The same way when the Chazanish said that we don't practice the din marid vein and that wasn't the cop-out is not a It's not because of a lack of principle. It's not because of a lack of backbone. It's because on the contrary, the mitzvah is not to. The mitzvah in a certain, in a certain time and setting in history was to practice that halacha, was to re- respond that way to people who were who were spewing and spouting heresy, but it isn't. It's not as that, because it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, so then there's no mitzvah to do it. If there's no mitzvah to do it, there's no heter to do it, and you go back to the default setting. So it's not a lack, it's not a lack of conviction, it's not a lack of principle, it's not a lack of courage. It's a lack of understanding to think that, that, that the uh, that the incivility that the that the incivility that the lack of courtesy is is uh, is, is called for the mitzvah is no that the covet of beast becomes the the, the the operative principle you know that there is a is this working yeah that the, there is a, a very, very important yisod from the Roshem Tov HaKadosh. Roshem Tov HaKadosh says, what's pshat? Sometimes we are sort of minding our own business, walking down the street, and, and uh, we see two people involved in a bitter argument and, and, uh, and, 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 uh, and, and, and a fight. Sometimes we're minding our own business and, and, and we see someone being extremely rude to someone else. What's says the Rav Shem Tov, as others do as well, darshaning, homiletically, from Negoyim, Kol HaNegoyim Odom Roeh Chutz Minigayatzma. So, the homiletical application of that is that it's so much easier for me to see flaws in other people than it is to see the flaws in myself. Yeah, I see all the all the all the flaws in everyone else. Puts me The only somehow or other, the only uh, the only one where I, I don't uh, have twenty uh, fifteen vision. <coughs> is is when it comes to my own legum. So what does Akadosh Baruch Hu do to help help me compensate for that? So he lets me see my legum. He makes me witness my legum in, in others. So when I walk down the street and I see two people arguing with each other, and I see one person being rude to another. It's a message for me to engage in Chesed Nefesh about my involvement in Machlokas, about my being rude. So as, as B'nai Torah, as Jews in Kutzlaret, we're supposed to keep a low profile. So we're somewhat on the sidelines in terms of the well, we should be, at any rate. On the sidelines, we should vote, but 
quietly, with somewhat on the sidelines in terms of the what's happening in, in the American political arena, in terms of the, the, the tone and tenor of of political life. But Vashemtov's Yisod is so, so relevant. We're being shown this. It is a wake-up call to recognize that we, internally, also need to make cheshven and nefesh on how we disagree. And here, too, internally, Rebel said, there's two types of disagreements. There are disagreements with other Torah, certain issues in Hashkafa, certain issues in Halafa, certain issues in Derech uh, in, in, in And clearly, we live by that path which, which has been charted and paved by the Gedolim, past and present, to whom we look. And, and we do so, again, with relative certitude that that's the endless. But here too, with a, a healthy dose of Anava, we need to recognize that there are other Gedolim who paved and charted other paths, who are also were and are entitled to their opinion, and there is such a thing as Elu Vayim. There is such a thing as uh, within Torah of, of multiple valid opinions. And the, what's crucial to remember that and recognize that is, in addition to vitamin D, is, is a healthy dose of, of Anova every day also. The problem is it doesn't come in a tablet, which is, which is a problem. But there is another set of, of disagreements also where there's no elu ve'elu. It's not that we're relatively certain that we're right. We're absolutely certain that we're right. Things that our fellow Jews who unfortunately don't know any better and to espouse things that go against the Torah, We're not relatively certain that we're right. We're absolutely certain that we're right. But here, too, we need to revert back to the default setting. Maybe millennia ago, there would have been a different approach. But there's no to whatsoever to veer from Abbas Yisrael and Kovar Abriyas from respect and dignity if it doesn't help. If it's counterproductive, if it's counterproductive, then there's zero, zero heta to be engaging in. And on the contrary, it's also to engage in because it's counterproductive. It, it, it reinforces the error. It's machshel people. So here too, the same rules, Rebam Shalom gives us the opportunity he puts us in a place where we see our own shortcomings, our own flaws, our own inadequacy in others so that when we 
easily recognize those flaws and easily diagnose what others need to correct, that we should know that we need the same. We also need a dose of, of humility. Again, that's in, in especially important in disagreeing within, internally amongst Shomei Torah and Mitzvahs, amongst Bnei Torah. But even in disagreements which are between those who are Bnei Torah and those who are not yet Bnei Torah, the same, again, not only civility and, uh, and courtesy, but, but here it's, it's supplemented by, by Abbas Yisrael, the same pushing back against the issues, not pushing back against the people, and the same restraint in language. And here, just to add one one order before, before we start, I, I don't know in terms of language if there's anything more reprehensible than when one Jew calls another Jew a Nazi. It is absolutely reprehensible. I don't, I don't think that really needs to be explained, but I'll explain it anyway. The abuse of that term, Nazi, is intentionally and profoundly anti-Semitic. Some rabid anti-Semites openly, aggressively deny the Holocaust. A somewhat less aggressive form of anti-Semitism, but it's anti-Semitism, and make no mistake about it, Rabbi Osai, is to deny the uniqueness of the Holocaust. Is to say, look at Rwanda, look at black slavery in the United States. Now, those are both very evil, but there are different types and different expressions and different manifestations and different degrees of evil. And the Holocaust was and is and will always remain unique in the annals of human evil. And it's, it's horrible, it's terrible, it's reprehensible when non-Jews use that term and they do about us. But it's even more horrible, and it's even more terrible, and it's even more reprehensible when we use that term about each other. Disagreement in the political arena, in any arena, with, with humility, with civility, courtesy, Internally, Abbas Israel, focusing on issues, not pushing back against about people, and, and with restraint in language. Are we